Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. I interviewed him, and through his story, I, I, I researched who else, you know, had had um is a Ghanaian and making major moves who else is influential to such to that extent and then I stumbled upon <laughs> Denta uh, Amwateng and her story was so interesting to me because I then discovered you know a lady that was um that had a story that was very unique in the sense that she was one doing um, you know, we, we talk about this all the time. She's, she's the Pan-African movement. She's connecting people. She's like waking people up and saying, Hey, you know, you're from Africa and this is what you should do. And this is how you can connect and so forth and so forth. And I thought it was really refreshing to see somebody doing it in a, in a way that she does. And also within her wide range of talents, you know, showcasing all of her talents, uh, through that specific work that she does. So I don't even know, like, if if somebody was to ask me, okay, you know, explain to me at once uh, what she does. It, there are no words that can, that can really describe uh, the work that she does. And also, not to mention her influence, you know, along uh, the year that have grown tremendously. And um, so, yeah, so this this makes her... Uh, a lady that I, I look up to, you know, as as one who also seeks to connect Ghanaians uh, uh, abroad in the Netherlands. And uh, also due to the fact that she's such a multi-talent and able to showcase this in 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 so many beautiful ways. So it's it's yeah. it's a tremendous honor to have her, you know, here on the show that she could take some time out. And that is also super cool within all of the the networks that she 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 gets in she relates to all kinds of people and i'm talking about high celebs and everything you know the queen of england and and so much more it's even super cool that she would take the time out to talk to youngsters like you and you and myself uh based in the city of amsterdam where 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 you know we're students, we're entrepreneurs, we're, we always want to do stuff, something for our community. So it's super dope that she takes the time out to, uh, to talk to us. And uh, I wish I could, I wish I was in a studio to even have some drum rolls <laughs> and be, be able to introduce her, but uh, she is really ready and set, glammed up uh, all of that to come and talk to uh -oh. us. <laughs> She's the uh -oh. phenomenal, beautiful, multi-talent. Um, we uh -oh. are going to talk to uh, a lady of specific, specific levels. There are levels to this, you know. Uh, the award-winning <laughs> British Ghanaian uh, entrepreneur, presenter, actress, even producer, and so much more. I'm sure she will be telling us mother, uh, more about what she does. Mother. Mother. Thank you for, for reminding me. Exactly. And she's going to talk uh, to us uh, within her busy schedule, of course. And uh, I just want, wherever you are, even if you are, you're listening from the website, from wherever you are, just help me give a warm, warm applause for Denta Amwateng MBE. Let's, let's get her. Let's get her on. <laughs> wow. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, I'm well, thank you. How are you? I am good. I am good. Absolutely. So this is, this is an exciting, an exciting mode. Like my face is like, my grin is so, so <laughs> strong. <laughs> we finally Aww. get to, uh, to interview you. Thanks again so much. I know um, this is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you. But if you do hear like kids walking in and out or me looking like, <laughs> like this, um, right. you, know, <laughs> you know that the kids are around but no, thank you so much thank you oh thanks so much and happy mother's day i uh I, I hope that you know your your kids could you show today even such a, a video with your son what a cutie pie thank you <laughs> that's our last born in nijie he's um he's definitely full of joy definitely the name, the name suits him he's the googly box he's, he's really funny Love it, love it. Love it. Oh, I, 
I absolutely, absolutely love it. How you're able to also show your mommy side. Um, I'm sure people would like to know about that, how you're, how you're able to do that on the flip side, you know, besides all of the work that you do. Um, but, but first and foremost, you know, without, um, without further ado, we're here. We're absolutely delighted to have some of your time and, uh, we're representing the Ghanaians from the city of Amsterdam. Also, <laughs> who are also keen to be on this on this train, this more than a movement that you actually started of like waking up young people to uh, not just be black, not just to be African, but actually do something, you know, do something that uh, contributes to where we are from. Um, so first, you know, before before we get it started, for those that might not uh, have have known you as well as I do, because I'm like a, a super duper fan. Um, I, I know you as this phenomenal woman. Uh, you wear so many hats. Uh, you can even sing. You can even act. You can you connect people. You're um, a, a woman of with a distinct title, MBE. Um, in your own words, how would you call yourself or describe yourself to any millennial young person like us? I think I would describe myself as somebody that has a passion for, for Ghana and Africa. Um, I believe that we are the generation that's going to make that change. Um, I believe that we should start loving each other um, and being more patriotic. When you love your country, you will do certain things for your country. And um, I feel like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's about time that we started supporting each other. It's about time that we started um, showcasing each other um, and really just pulling each other up as a community. Um, and whilst we're doing that, we look at the opportunities that are back home. Um, one, even if it's not that you want to move back home, look, there's a lot of people that have moved to the UK, US, Ghanaians are everywhere, Africans are everywhere. But there's an opportunity for us to give back in some way. Um, not everybody's going to move back, you know, even though I advocate that, you know, at least do something, but you can partner with somebody. Um, you can set up something that you know can can empower um, the young generation. So I think that I just, for me, how Guba started was: look, we have very successful people that are in the diaspora, and we need to we need to look at how we can impact our country. Um, we go to Africa, we complain: oh, the road is this, the the gutters out, and there's dirt here. And but who's going to make that change? It's got to be us. Like, and I feel like that education needs to be done. Um, you know, we the days are gone where we have to rely on other people, but actually it has to come from us. That's where we will inspire our children to also do the same thing. But if we keep on complaining and then, you know, we're letting other communities come in there and, and, and taking stuff and doing stuff, we won't grow as a nation. How many black Africans, how many Africans can we truly say um, during this COVID-19, we, we had Jack Ma come and deliver PPEs for us in Africa. Where were our Dangotes? Where was our big names, billionaires that we keep mentioning that are, that are doing well? Where, where were they? Why did it take Jack Ma? Fine, Jack Ma could have his own reasons of, of delivering to Africa, you know, but where are those people? I mean, those if those people did that, it would raise like some page, some you know, some uh, something. It would stir something within us that would be like, "Wow, we did this for the motherland," you know. Somebody did this for the motherland, and I think it's it's those conversations, it's those thinking that I really want to push out there. And I think it's about time that we we started doing something. Honestly, very very well said. I'm even speechless. <laughs> and um, I, I love how you how you're passionately, you know, uh, talking about it, because um, looking at you relatively or in general, if we look at people that have or are making impact in your in your way, we most of the time think of people that are quite old, like 
60 plus or, you know, who are often uh, the ones that have been around and they worked at a so-and-so company for UN and, and, and things like that. So what's, what's really refreshing to see is that you are um, actually young, very young and doing this and being known and being, um, cause, cause your MBE. So for those of you who are not familiar, MBE is, is all some serious things. Okay. <laughs> Member of the order of the British empire. And that means that, um, you're not just visible to Ghanaians, but you're, you're visible to, um, to, to, to the Royal house. That's number one. And also they look to you for any, opinions or or any if they even want to know the slightest but you're 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 sought for and I just want to know um looking back at when you started how how did it begin for you to this to this stage where you actually are as we would say running with the big fellas um <clears throat> so you know I I was born in Ghana I came here when I was five to the UK mm. um and you know, I always say thank you to my mum and dad for really encouraging that we don't speak English at home, like we speak Chi. Right. Um, I think that's something that is really, really important because it's made me be able to communicate when I'm back home. Yeah. And um, because, you know, when you sometimes come in, you know, Ghanaians may feel like, oh, you're actually not from there but like once once they hear that you know you can speak it um you understand it they start opening up um but i started um first of all i was acting doing acting did a couple of shows um and then i started my tv program dental show mm-hmm. um and then in 2009 myself and my husband were sitting at home watching TV and we were, we were just seeing amazing Ghanaians that were doing well and Africans, wow, gosh, there's nothing really celebrating them here in the UK. Um, and so we decided to set it up. I called up a couple of friends um, and I was like, look guys, I've got this idea. Um, we should celebrate, you know, Ghanaians and Africans that are doing well. You know, what do you think? They're like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and to be honest, the journey has just been like, it was like God has already set the path, but it just needed me to, to get the idea and then just run with it. Um, so sometimes God, God lays the path for us, but if you don't pray and get the guidance, you might not know that that's the path that you're supposed to go into. Um, I never imagined that I'd be getting an MBE six years from doing Guba. Like, for me, again, like you said, I, I felt like um, MBEs were for the older generation, like somebody that's in the 60s, 70s, that have, you know, done something for a very long time and then they're getting awarded for it. So yeah. for me, getting, you know, the, the letter to say, I really thought they had written to the wrong person, even though my name was on there. I was like, ah, why are these people... <laughs> No, but you know, and and that's the and that's the the beauty of the other side as well is that, um, Abba, you don't know who's watching you. Mm-hmm. You don't know who you're inspiring. You don't know who's who's nominating you somewhere. Like who's who's keeping that. There's a lot of people that are keeping an eye on things that you're doing that you are unaware of. Right. You know? And so we must be um, able to do the right thing at all times as much as possible. Um, yes, we are human, we'll make mistakes, but as much as possible, keep doing the right thing because you are inspiring somebody somewhere. Um, and so, you know, um, Guba has grown um, to this <laughs> to this huge thing where yeah. you know, um, last year was our 10th year anniversary. We did the Guba Awards in the US for the first time. We had Danny Glover. We had... Um, um, uh, Martin Luther King's sister-in-law. I mean, like the president of uh, ECOWAS president, the president of Ghana, just to name a few of wonderful people um, that were, you know, that graced the occasion. Um, and then, you know, as soon as we finish the awards, we get a letter from Prince Charles, you know, congratulating us for our 10th year anniversary. It's, it's surreal. It's just like, it's, you just don't, 
it's something that you don't dream you don't dream it, it just like so it's like um it's yeah it's a beautiful thing um and it's been it's been a journey definitely there's been highs and lows yeah um, but it's it's been a wonderful journey I love that. And I remember Donnie, like, uh, because Donnie, Donnie, my co-host, uh, when he listed the question, he actually had some deep questions regarding uh, Google Awards. Uh, you, you remember that one, Donnie? I was like, wow, that's, that's some like legit questions about yeah. Google, Google I, Awards. <laughs> I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of questions. He wanted um, to do a two hour interview. I said, no, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I know Dent, Dent has a, uh, um, Dental show was already, you know, um, a, a long, um, what, one hour and one and a half or two hours. So I was like, all right, maybe he was sure to invite her for, for one of that long <laughs> um, episodes so we can like extract the most out of her um, <laughs> and, you know, benefit for, for our own benefits and also for our, for our audience. But yeah, relating particularly to the uh, Guba um, Award. Um, Actually, I want to ask a question just that popped up just now. Yeah. You were like, all right, so the idea came and then you were like, let me just call some friends. How was, you know, how were those calls? Was it, was it like, and with also people that you were already seeing or thinking about um, certain things? Because one of the things um, that actually I think not um, hinders, but it like makes the process slower is you want to do something, but you just can't fight find the right people who are also ready to be doing things. Yeah. So how did this call go and what kind of call was yeah. it with what kind of people? Um, yeah, please elaborate okay. on, uh, on so, that. Um, so I just went through my phone book and I was like, hmm, okay. Uh, oh, Abigail, Abigail does admin. Oh, okay, Abby, um, hi. Um, it's Denta. Look, I've got this idea. Da, 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 da. Do you want to be part of it? Yeah. Okay, great. I would like you to do the admin stuff. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and so I was looking at people that were um, uh, my friends and people that um, I knew what they, they do already. Um, so then it kind of fits into what I needed uh, to make this happen. Um, and there were people that, okay, so for instance, I called up my friend Abner. And Abna was like, oh, Chris is really good at marketing. And like, no, Chris is really good at event management. Like, you know, so for the event, she'll be able to, you know, do this and that. And then so she brought somebody else on. Um, and so that's how it all kind of happened. You have to, you have to know the people that you're bringing on board and what they've, what quality they have to add on to what you are doing, if you know what I mean. Um, because you just can't call everybody. Um, but you have to be particular about who who you call and what they do that would add value to what you're doing. And what if those that you you called, let's say, were not ready at that moment, or they were like, "Well, hit me, um, you know, um, call me next year, and I probably will be ready because what? Maybe I'm having my first um, child now, or business-wise, I can't really, I don't have the room." Oh, do you know um, what? I didn't get turned down by anyone. Um, and that's that's the honest okay. truth. I didn't get turned by down um, down by anyone. I think um, when they heard what I was trying to do to celebrate people, um, yes. I think or like look. And this this was new at the time. It wasn't really being done. Um, and so it was like, yeah, why not? And there were young people like me, you know, um, that had a passion. I think at the time um, I was twenty uh 26 27 mm -hmm. um and you know they were like yeah why not let's do it you know um and so they were they were young people like me and just had a passion for Ghana and just like yeah let's do it so lucky for me I didn't have any any turn downs that's um that's um so you were actually you started off being well connected you knew what everybody could bring to the table as in terms of being a part of what now is still standing strong, the Guba Award, and uh, uh, the American one. So the first, uh, organizing the first one in, I think on top of my head, was in New York? What The New York one or the London one? 
Uh, the one you did, uh, the first one you did in US. Oh, so yeah, it was in New York just last year. That was the first ever one. Um, and, you know, we started the Goober Awards in the UK. The first one was in 2010. Yeah. Um, but in 2009 was when I called people and started organizing it. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Yeah. So the New York one, um, the American one was in New York during the UN General Assembly. Um, and again, that was a big risk because it was like, well, okay. So I looked at it as in, as in, look, there's going to be a lot of people there that we can grab yeah. uh, and we can get to the awards. And the other flip side was, look, that time is such a busy time that we're not sure whether they're going to have time to come to your event because yeah. there were so many events during the UN General yeah, Assembly, yeah. a lot. Mm -hmm. We were sold out. We had top people there. It was just, it was amazing. And I, and I always say with everything that you do, God has to be the center of everything. Um, it cannot happen without him. Yeah. Um, and I, that's something that I am, I am extremely um, spiritual. And yeah. so I have to put everything to him. And I knew that, look, once I say that I'm going to do it in the US, it has to happen and it has to be big. Um, and thankfully, God made it more awesome than I had even ever imagined. Wonderful. Um, in the meantime, for those of you who just tuned in, we are talking to the one and only Denta Amwateng, MBE. And um, she, uh, within her busy schedule, she took some time out to talk to us um, about the Pan-African movement and, of course, her story, which I, I, I believe everybody should hear of, especially to our listeners uh, uh, in the Netherlands, for the younger ones to also have a good idea as to uh, what they can specifically do for the community, for Ghanaians. Uh, in the meantime, I just want to give a shout out to Kofi Nyako, uh, Denta, very hardworking lady. Kofi Nyako is, is, he is the black socialite from, uh, based in the city of The Hague. Seriously, he tunes in and he talks about whatever's going on in Ghana. It's also about your impact and what you do. And people tune into him. He has his own prime time on Facebook. So, uh, love to see the appreciation uh, coming from you. Shout out to you, Kofi Nyako. Thank you. <laughs> and also a shout out to uh, Hansia Asuman. Uh, thank you so much for listening from wherever you are. Please, for those of you just tuned in, let me know where you're listening from. I always always like to hear uh, uh, the cities and, and wherever you're tuning in from. Last time I heard St. Martin. That is super cool. Uh, so make sure that you spread the word and uh, share it on your timeline. Uh, let people know the Africa on Focus lockdown version is is going on. And we're just going into the uh, last uh, 10 minutes as we talk to Denta, because I know she has her kids who are running wild <laughs> on this uh, special Mother's Day. And um, uh, we started to talk about, you know, how this this passion uh, for bringing together Ghanaians uh, abroad, because Guba is expanding. Um, we would like to know, because we noticed that within the umbrella of Guba is Guba Careers and, and all kinds of different sub uh, initiatives and companies. Could you yeah. elaborate on how this expansion uh, come about? Yeah, so, you know, through the Goober Awards, it, it, you know, Goober started getting pregnant, basically, with other <laughs> initiatives. <laughs> with other initiatives. It's like, um, so when, you know, Goober happens and then you, you find somebody, you, you find um, yourself having a conversation with somebody, like networking, and they'll be like, oh, I wish there was something that, you know, can't you guys organize something that can get, you know, the diaspora companies in Ghana come and recruit some of us here? And, and I was like, sit down with the team guys what do you think about Google careers that looks at people that have moved back home people that are looking right. for jobs in the diaspora they're like yeah let's do it bam we move and then they were like oh dental we've got these amazing products in ghana but we you know there's no access to market in the uk mm, Google trade expo boom we move um and so like it was you know things just keep yeah, coming up through conversations, and I think that's why networking is so important as well. Um, mm. You know, when you go somewhere, talk because it, it sparks things in your head. You know that maybe you weren't even thinking about. Could be for your own thing, or even could be something totally different. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, these things were birthed, you know, through Guba, um, and 
yes, the Guba Expo, um, Guba Careers, Guba Foundation, which looks at supporting families living with autism, and we've looked at infant mortality. We've raised um, money to buy an incubator for a hospital in um, in, in Accra, in Ga West. Mm-hmm. Because in Ghana, every 15 minutes a child dies because of a lack of incubator. Mm-hmm. We've also raised um, money to um, buy 100 tables and chairs for a school in the northern region um, where, you know, the kids were basically sitting on the floor um, to have their education. And so we, we managed to get 100 tables and chairs um, to the school. So there's things that we do for the community um, via the Guba um, mm-hmm. Foundation. We've even done an autism church tour where we've gone into churches to educate um, the congregation about autism um, and how, you know, some of the family members are feeling like they can't come to church because it's like, oh, they want to take the, the devil out of the child. No, it's not about that. Um, the child has a, and, it, and this is the UK, we've had to do that because a lot of parents felt like they can't go to church with their children. Um, and so wow. the foundation plays a very important role um, here uh, for advocacy, for promotion, um, and for you know, really making an impact on the community um, where family, what in terms of what families are facing um, here, um, and then we've got the Guba diaspora card, um, and that was just me thinking. Um, so I went to Ghana. I was like, oh, there's no like discount for like there's no discount cards. Like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pediatric nurse by profession, and you know when you when you have your um, nursing card, you can go to Nando's and go to different places and have discounts. Um, so I was like, mm, I don't have a, a diaspora card where, you know, people can come, they can go to restaurants and hotels and get a discount. Yeah. Uh, one, it brings people to the hotel because they know that they're going to get a discount if they come and use the card there. Um, so, yeah, it's just from, you know, from Guba, just different things to start, um, you know, unleashing itself and, and being born. Yeah, so it's, um, and, and I love how the, you know, the ideation phase is really, um, it, it suits whatever is going on within our community and, and in Ghana or w- anywhere in between. Yeah. So it, it makes, it ensures that, you know, Guba keeps growing and yes. it's, it's so flexible and adapted to um, what's going on in communities. I, I love, absolutely love that. And you talked about advocacy, speaking of advocacy, <laughs> um, recently you came, you came online and you brought about some powerful people within one interview. <laughs> and uh, it had to do with a particular movement. Um, you at that, I, I will just describe it for those that have missed it. Um, you, you had a very special interview with uh, Dr. Arikana Chihombori mm-hmm. uh, Kwao, uh, mm-hmm. who is a very influential lady, always has been. And um, the conversation really spoke or focused on the Pan-African movement and how this can be realized uh, through young people among some of the topics that you covered. And I was just talking to Donnie uh, about this because Donnie is our, our Pan-Africanist. And we were we were actually <laughs> talking, <laughs> we were saying, uh, you know, I don't think that in years this has happened where the Pan-African movement is geared toward young people as in terms of connecting it with young youth entrepreneurship and any of that. Could you share with us what is the movement about and what what role do you see young people playing in uh, this Pan-African movement that is now being realized? Yeah, I think it's it's so important what um, Dr. Arikana is um, trying to advocate. Um, you know, when you look at Africa, the population of um, um, young people is more than um, the older generation. Um, and so she's like, look, if the older people are not doing it, we need right. to educate the younger people um, mm-hmm. and let them know the history of what is happening in Africa. Um, she even explained that, you know, sometimes it's not the president's it's, it's fault, it's the colonial stuff that's happened. Um, that actually, you know, somewhere like Ivory Coast is still controlled by France. And, you know, she, 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 she yeah. basically wants us to learn what is happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and she also wants the African-Americans to wake up and say, look, these things are happening in America. You need to look at back home to Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were to have, look, I'm sorry, but black people built America. 
Yeah. We built America. Like, and actually, if that talent was to come back to Africa, imagine, like, we would be a force to reckon with. Absolutely. Because um, our talents, our knowledge will be all back in Africa, building the nation how we want it. Yeah. Do you understand? And so she's, um, I love that woman. She's just so inspiring. So I, I, obviously I was reading about her and um, and she came to the Google Awards and that's how I, I connected her with her last year. I call her mummy. Um, she's mm. something that's so inspirational and so passionate. Oh my God, her passion is like, <laughs> like you can all, like you can feel it as soon as you meet her. Like you can mm-hmm. feel, but you can just feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I want to be able to help her um educate the diaspora i think she's she's somebody that's really inspiring and she has the knowledge um and shame that the au you know did what they had to do but i think you know she even said that look it it was god's plan maybe Mm -hmm. if i stayed there i wouldn't be able to push this agenda Mm -hmm. um and so you know everything happens for a reason and i think that um for me it's been what maybe three weeks and we've had nearly 120,000 views. Um, wow. And that, so 120,000 views, but 2.4 million watch time. So basically what's happening is that one hour, 30 minutes interview has been yeah. over and over and over again because people are so inspired by it. Like I was shocked. I was like, what, 2.5 million minutes watch time like how you know and Mm -hmm. it shows that you know what she's saying is meaningful young people are responding and if you look at the comments we've had about over three thousand comments um you know she said about you know people registering if they're really interested um we've had maybe about 310 people sign up she was saying that look if every african was to bring one thousand um dollars or one thousand pounds and we brought it all together it would be billions. Like literally, we'll, that that would we don't need any IMF. She was like, we don't need IMF. We don't need all of these loans. Yeah. We want to all come and bring just one thousand pounds, one thousand dollars together. Yeah. Oh my god, the power that we would have as you like. Oh my god, you need to like whoever hasn't listened to that interview, you need to go and listen to that. And she is just, she's a solid woman, man, and she needs the support. I feel mm-hmm. like. She's at that age where me and you need to understand what she's she's trying to do so that we can push the agenda. I think it's 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 vital. Very much so. And I think you, Donnie, because um I remember when we talked about it, you had um Donnie mentioned that you said something like the story of uh African Americans is definitely different. Um, or like you said we don't feel the same way about Africa than American wasn't that what you talked about Donnie yeah that's why I said because I um, oh that's my interview with um um oh Henry Gifty Dave 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 Brown Brown. oh that's another one yeah that's when I said that from what you're saying that's the interview where I Mm -hmm. said um so obviously you know the African-Americans yeah when I go to the Cape um Cape Coast you know I feel sad I feel but it looks like they get some type of spiritual something from it. Yeah. Like, although they're, they're literally, I mean, when I first went there, I cried, but their one is different. <laughs> I, like, literally, for me, it, it was different. And I don't know whether I'm, because I'm from the soil, like, and they've been far, they've been, you know, separated from the soil mm-hmm. in some way. So I feel like, and he said, yeah, like, they feel a spiritual thing, you know? Um, and and so that's why I said that in the interview, because I feel like maybe me as a Ghanaian or even a normal Ghanaian that lives in Nakra, like, she goes there. Yeah. You know, like, she might not feel anything because she doesn't understand um, uh, the history of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the African-Americans really read about it. The ones that are really interested and are very pan-African, they read about it and they want to know. And so when they come there, they are, boy, they are, they come out there like freaking out, literally. Oh, wow. Um, and so that's why I made that, I made that comment. I hear. It's it's interesting because I think we, we, uh, we have the same thing as here in the Netherlands. I always say this, here in the Netherlands, 
your Jamaicans, your the the Jamaican group in um in London is 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 what we have with the Surinamis and people from the mm-hmm. Antillean Island. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 always had this thing with them. And now now yeah. we're one because of this, you know, this African movement. But yeah. we also feel feel that same thing that even even in the past, because I work with somebody who's the first gen we, we call it the first generation as in the Ghanaian born migrating to the Netherlands who mm-hmm. start initiatives such as uh, collectives, you know, to empower the diaspora going back. Yeah. And they actually felt some sense of frustration when they tried to unite these specific groups with what Africans are doing because they had this, they still had this story of emotion and, and, and a bit of history and identification they had to like, yeah, yeah. first, you know, yeah. and uh, they, they go back to Ghana and they first, you know, they, they get their name back. I remember one Surinamese, he's called Kweku Bakun, you know, he, yeah. he felt one with that, you know, and they allow that, that, that to take some time before they can go into okay let me put a business down or let me yeah no and and one of the things that um you know they said you know having conversations with African Americans is that they feel like we sold them so they they some of them haven't forgiven us they feel like Mm -hmm. well sold us you know um and you know come on for somebody to sell you, it, it, it's going to be a def- definitely a difficult moment yeah. um, to sell their brother or their sister. Um, and so they don't understand that part of us. And then when they've gone to America, they are facing racism. Um, right. And, um, uh, you know, white people still now, 2020, killing them and not being and, and not going to jail. So they're like, you don't understand us. One, you've yeah. seen us. Two, we've come here. We, we haven't been accepted. And when we come back to, like, um, Africa, even though, yeah, everybody's welcoming, but they don't feel as if they're from there still. Mm. So it's, it's, it's still a long process. And it's just a lot. It, and, and also, they're like, you know, um, the year of return, which I think was great. It was like, look, guys, come back. It's 400 years in um, slavery. Yeah. Come to Ghana. Come and see Africa. Um, and it was a great success. I mean, the people that we had there, um, the visitors that, that came was incredible. It was big for tourism. Um, and, you know, this year was supposed to be the beyond the return. And Rona <laughs> messed that up. But yeah, you know, I feel like this is a time where we can engage them more and um, gradually build on that relationship, um, which we're which we're trying to do. And you know, look at citizenship. Obviously, last year the president gave out um, citizenship to I think 127 people, um, and they're looking to do more of that because I think also if we say that look, here's a passport, you're from here, it will it will mean more to them, right? Um, and and probably will get them to um, invest more as well. Um, like I said, even this year we had Kelly Rowland coming, we had Jamie Foxx, we had so many names that were ready to come. And I think that once these big names start coming, the others um, will also start trooping in. And I also think that um, the hours in terms of the distance, a lot of them think, oh, they have to get yellow fever, malaria tablets. It scares some of them. Yeah, it scares some of them. And, you know, some of the African-Americans, when I go to America, some of them don't even have WhatsApp. Um, oh. and I, yeah, a lot of them don't have WhatsApp. And then I ask myself, why? They're like, but who are they talking to? I mean, they like WhatsApp is more of like an international, like us that are trying to connect with people oh, abroad right. or whatever. And they're like, there's nothing. We just call them direct. You know, mm-hmm. unless you're a business person that, you know, has to be on WhatsApp. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just really building on that relationship and getting them to know that, you know, we are one. Um, and yes, we have our differences and things happen, but this is the time where we have to come together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Donnie, you want to say something? I yeah, I have an observation because, well, on one hand, yes, the the experiences are different, right? Um, and through personal conversations with other um, um, Africans, it seems like, um, and this actually, you know, it breaks my spirit in, uh, in a way because there is this, we have a pan-Africanism movement or 
there is just the ideology of pan-Africanism. But then it's like they are, there are Africans or Africans in Africa themselves. Do you not really feel like um, those outside of Africa can identify themselves or um, um, can be, um, well, Africans or Pan-Africanists themselves? Um, and furthermore, they also, let's say it's, uh, you know, there is this claim that the solutions to Africa's problem um, cannot, um, it's different for Africans or it should be different for Africans than from those um, in the diaspora. I don't believe in that. I just believe, you know, Pan-Africanism, that idea, um, it's one and it's, you know, it's, it should be, it should, it should unify all um, individuals who identify themselves as being African. Therefore, the solution should be one. There are no two separate solutions for those um, in the on the continent and those outside of the continent trying to be part of the continent. Um, yes, the experiences may be the same because what for the Africans who are still there, their everyday experiences with white supremacy or with um, racism or with colorism, whatnot, is different than those um, in the diaspora. Um, yeah, so what are your thoughts on, um, have you, um, has it occurred to you that this separation is going on? Maybe it's only me inter interpreting this in this way. And if so, like, what should be the solution or what is, what should be the thought process behind such a, uh, what I see as a, as a division? Because once you, when you, as long as you would still have this thing with diasporans and Africans on the continent, it's going, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, unity isn't going to be possible with, you know, with, with such a, um, yeah, yeah such think, an idea going on. Yeah, I think it, it, it's a bridge, it's a bridge that we, we have to meet. Um, so for instance, us in the diaspora, we think differently from people in Africa because we've been exposed to different things. Um, for instance, we know that there's a system in place here. There's a structure, mm -hmm. a structure that works, okay? If you were to cross a red light in the UK, when you go home, there'll be a letter waiting for you to pay, right? Those things are not happening. And so people um, in Africa <clears throat> abuse, abuse that. Um, and then even when we go, um, we have to make sure that we not we have to kind of adjust and and, yeah. and 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 not come out as too no like knowing it all because then you you won't get the best out of them do you know what i mean because if you if you come across as you know you know it all and you won't you won't be able to work with them and there has to be that bridge that education one for them to learn about what we are going through and what we've had to like, you know, people when you, especially when you go when you go to Ghana for like holiday, all your aunties and uncles, like everybody wants something from you. If they knew that you're working night shifts every single night, like it's not that easy. That actually, right. the money that you've made, half of it goes on to bills, and then you know, and the, the little that you have saved is what you've come to spend. But that you know, the perception is that you are making millions out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the struggle so that's why I'm, I, I say that look there has to be that education that bridge where um we all come to some type of understanding of of, of each other and where we're coming from do you understand um because they're also thinking eh well I've been here you know you've come and you know then you should be able to give me some money you know and it's like it's like he's entitled to that <laughs> you know um, whereas actually, no, you're not entitled to that. I worked my butt off before coming here. Um, I, if I want to give it to you, it's because I want to give it to you. Do you understand? Um, so there's a lot of education. Look, Donnie is not going to be easy um, because the mindset is different. Two different mindsets. And that's why a lot of people move to Africa, move to Ghana, and then some return back because they can't hack it. Yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. take it. Um, and, and, and another thing is that, you know, whereas if you compare a child that's seven years old in Ghana and a child that's um, seven years old in the UK or in the diaspora, totally different children. 
one has no confidence. One has already started lying profusely, mm. you know? And and it's like little, little lies. Like, it, it, and that's why, you know, it's important that we start now. The young generation are the ones that have to start educating our family, our children about these things. Because, you know, when growing up, your your parents don't allow you to talk as a young person in Ghana. Oh, you didn't know you're the child. You're not allowed to say anything. Whereas this country, talk, talk. What, what do you think? What, you know, you give that child the opportunity to say their mind. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So it's like the way we're brought up here, the way, so it's, it's different. Um, and, 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 and I think now is the time for us to start educating our people um, um, so that we can bridge that gap. Otherwise, we'll never be able to bridge it. Yeah, it's gonna be hard though. It's gonna be hard though. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Um our education <laughs> is different. Um yeah. yeah, it's 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 a lot, but we have to start from somewhere. And that's what I really love about uh, that you do it in so many ways. You do it as in terms of events is one. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know, the, the, the big people like black Americans here, here we see our black Americans on TV, but you, you, you bring the, you show them around when they come to Ghana, the Steve Harvey's and everything, even the Kelly Rowland. And I think what I love about that is that it gives young people an idea, uh, just a good few examples of how it can be done, uh, where the change can happen. Um, it also adds to the sense of pride. You know, I'm from Ghana, I'm wearing my this, I'm wearing my that. It, as a whole, I think for young people, the arts and the entertainment play a tremendous role in unifying this whole feeling. I think now it's it's re- pretty much the case how we're going to translate this to actual, uh, um, le- I call it reversing the brain drain um, in, in, in some way. Um, so, you know, without taking too much of your time, because, um, because we already took a lot and I so much appreciate that. Um, in the meantime, for those of you who just tuned in, um, we're almost rounding up our conversation with, uh, the Denta Amwateng. Uh, she is the lady as in terms of, uh, who you should know, um, if you come to Ghana, uh, she's the one that, uh, um, connects people she's the one that knows the top top people and 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 any people alike uh when it comes to returning to ghana doing business in ghana and all of that and i don't even think that one hour or 45 minutes such as this could even you know summarize uh her influence way too short way too short you know uh the connection that that she has and again what i really love is that it's not just the older people, you know, watching politics because uh, for younger ones born and bred in in Europe, you know, it at first ten years ago, I think before two thousand and nine, it was a bit like moi. If I go home, you know, I just visit my family. But I think from the Netherlands perspective, that is the moment. Whereas a relatively young group of people uh, returned and actually uh, sought for doing business in Ghana or in some way. Um, you know, creating a more Pan-African feel or mindset or however we, we call it. Um, there are some few fan fan questions. Uh, shout out to Nanekuti, who just uh, tuned in, who's saying Guba. There are a few fan questions that I really like to round up with before uh, we let you go. Uh, people are asking, where is the Denta show? We know you started a show. You You have one that you had an exclusive interview with Sakodi and everything, but people know you from that Dentasha. Where is it? <laughs> Dentasha is, 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 so it's online, it's on YouTube. Um, I've actually recorded about 40 that I haven't released yet. Um, so we're releasing it gradually. Um, and and so I think we just released one yesterday with the guy that does the bamboo bikes. Yeah. Uh, amazing guy, um, Boomers International. Um so no, it's there. Dentasha's there. Dentasha has been there since what 2006, 2004 I started. Um, so it's still continued, but it's not on air, it's just on YouTube at the moment. It's in Ghana on DSTV, on Fox Life Africa, and on GH1. Um, but at the moment it's on YouTube. So you can find it. Just go just put in Dentasha, you'll find me. People should find it. So it's it's not somewhere. Somewhere in some corner. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Absolutely. 
<laughs> and and one one thing that I would like to know from you, some of the highlights, you know, starting Gooba back in 2009. Now we're in this yeah year of return phase. Hopefully, uh, post Corona, it would be in, in a whole nother wave again that will add to this Pan African movement. What are some of the highlights within within everything? Obviously, beside your distinction as the M MBE. Um, what are some of the, the highlights that you can, on top of mind, could share with us to know that you love throughout your journey? Um, um, I would say, so last year we took a group of um, nurses to Ghana, so UK um, um, nurses, to have an experience in, in Ghana and how, you know, um, being a nurse works out in Ghana. Um, and then when I came back, I um, also contacted um, hospitals here and I was like, oh, it would be really good um, if you could have some nurses from Ghana also have that experience. And you know, when I talk about the bridge, I think it's so important that we people visit UK as well, not to stay, but just see how it is um, and see how things work. Um, and so I've managed to get like five hospitals in the UK that are going to take Ghanaian nurses for like six months so that they can see how nursing works in the UK as well. Um, and so those are some of that, like my my key highlights is that I want there to be opportunity for both, um, for us to be able to have the experiences. And then that will make the bridge more easier because they will, we will both understand the working environment in, in Ghana. So the nurses was like, whoa, do you know what? The nurses in Ghana are incredible. They're incredible because they don't have the machines that we have. They don't have, like, they literally don't have it. They're working with their hands. They're working with the knowledge that they have. But the only thing that they lacked for the nurses in the UK was like documentation. You know, there weren't a lot of documentation, which is a big thing over here. And so how do we get the nurses um, in Ghana to be able to learn that? So those kind of exchanges is really important. Um, so that's something that we're working on once Uncle Koro, Koro goes away, we'll be having um, some of the nurses from Ghana um, come to the UK for months and then take back the knowledge um, also. And then we've also been contacted by um, schools in the UK that also want to give the same opportunity for teachers in Ghana to come here, have they, and then vice versa. Um, so those are the things. And then I think for me, you know, when I talk about the Jamie Foxx and all of those people that, you know, I've met um, this year, had amazing meetings with them and that, you know, they're so passionate about coming home um, is really important for me. Um, and so I think um, those are the things that I'm adv advocating for is that we are proud. I remember when I think one time, you know, Beyonce wore African print, all of us is like, yeah, 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 this is great. She's wearing print, you know, or when, you know, they come into Africa, we're just like, yes. Because I think those little, little things um, highlights one, but gives opportunity for our print. Those people, those Christy Browns, those Sardias, those Jabasewa that are doing amazing yeah. stuff, give them the opportunity to sell our print. Um, and so I think those are the things that I'm very um, privileged and blessed and honoured to have been able to meet some of these people and have conversations with them and see where their passion is. And honestly, they are really passionate about, about Africa. And what about your artistic side? Um, you sing, you act. What, when is any of that coming about? <laughs> uh, do you know what? I, I sing at home. Right. Um, <laughs> um, I think, you know, with, with the singing, I'm, I, I love singing. And I think some of my children have now taken that from me. Um, but I think, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's it's a full time job. It's a full time thing. And what I'm doing, I'm even overwhelmed with it. I can't add another um, yeah. another thing on top of that. Um, with the movies, I always say that, look, if the right script comes, I will definitely do it. I'm very passionate about my acting. Um, haven't done it for a while, but all my um, my children are, you know, have got agents and they're into acting. So I think I'm pushing whatever I, I wasn't able to. <laughs> I'm pushing it onto my kids to make sure that they they pick it up. But um, yeah, I mean, artistic side, I, I love singing, um, but it's something that I can't focus on at the moment. Gotcha. And you still want to be in a Ghana movie? <laughs> um, 
Um, you know what? If the if it was the right script, um, and it had uh, uh, the right characters, other mm-hmm. other people that I felt I could connect with, I would do it. Most definitely. Well, we're, we are looking forward to it. And um, before we round off, I would really like to know, because um, you are you are such an example to young people as to um, if, if anybody wants to find out how can I give back or do something for uh, Ghana in this, in this sense or for the country of ar- origin uh, on the African continent, they can look you up and get some good ideas. Um but what I really wanted to um, to for for our listeners to grasp is for those that might not decide to return, uh, but do want to do something for Ghana or let it be an, an initiative or a movement, whatever. Uh, what are your words for such a young person that you know wants to grow her influence for Ghana, but then uh, maybe from the Netherlands or from UK or from New York or something like that? Uh, what would you give that? he or she yeah so you know there's different things so um i remember last week no this week we did an interview on opportunities in our greek um so there's an opportunity where um there's some crowdfunding where you know a group of people have set up that you can invest in Mm -hmm. uh, and they will basically um nurture your money into a greek um, so you own shares, you know, you're involved, but, you, you know, you're you're in the Netherlands doing your work. Um, and I think you know, there's like businesses, even there's like businesses in, in Ghana um, that would appreciate some type of investment um, where you can get shares. It's not all about, you, you know, physically having to set up your own. Not everybody has to set up their own. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are there to, to invest. Um, and even, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you may have a dream of uh, of doing thing but sometimes the dream is not actually for use for somebody else you're supposed to share that with somebody for somebody else to do it um so you might even have an idea um that you can give to somebody else on the ground that they can do um you know and i think that those are the things that i think we can give back on or whether it's you know you set up a, a charity in the netherlands to support yeah. back home in, in in ghana there's so many things that we need mm-hmm. um there's so many things that you can support um you know there's there's so many kids in orphanage homes in Ghana you know you could be sponsoring a child um Mm -hmm. there's different ways numerous amount of ways in which you can support and give back from your home in the Netherlands I love that those are like a good set of examples for for those that just haven't figured it out Mm -hmm. uh but they're they're part of the movement they feel it but they can't yet make sense of it of it all donnie do you have any questions because he he had a whole list the list was double what we had because of donnie <laughs> uh, but that's but that's all right what's up, Donny, what's up? <laughs> no I'll, I'll i'll save i'll save this question for for another time but i <laughs> you did say uncle coro i think corona is actually an auntie but <laughs> i think it's auntie rona <laughs> so, yeah, please 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 talk to your auntie <laughs> well, to leave us this time around forget yeah, to leave us this time oh got let's it. let's celebrate the honest more <laughs> got it so it needs to go <laughs> you're still listening to uh high radio and uh african focus lockdown version we're tuning in from our homes and we have the uh, lovely special guest Sadenta amwarteng mbe tuning in from uh from wherever she is around the world because she travels up and down normally she's she's now there's lockdown no i'm in london there is lockdown <laughs> i'm not going anywhere until the borders open so i'm in london you're you're now on lockdown i i yeah. got it got it i, I bet have, um, boris johnson's going to be speaking i think he's speaking right now actually as we speak um, right. to see what the situation is mm-hmm. um and 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 see what's going to happen in the uk for the next yeah interview. yeah i hear it's it's intense you know we also hear from family members that it's uh it's it's quite serious but you know it's uh i say grace keeping us you know and i hope that also the numbers especially among the the minorities you know, mm-hmm. the Africans and stuff will drop uh, in this in this sense. You're still a nurse. Is that is that correct? 
Uh Oh, wow. That's crazy. On top of the job that you're already doing. Superwoman. Gosh. (laughs) Um, You're going to work. So yeah. Wow. I'm helping out. out. I think it's important. I think um, for me, I have a, a passion for nursing. I'm a pediatric nurse, children's nurse. And I thought like, you know, this is the time where I need to, I need to also support um, whilst I can. Um, you know, there, there was a shortage of nurses um, because of the demand in the workforce. And so some of us had to, had to go back. Um, but it's something that I've been practicing, you know, even though I do travel a lot, when I do come back, I try and, um, you know, keep up my skills, um, right. my training and stuff like that. Because um, um, I have, I still have a passion for it. Yeah, it's from the heart. So it 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 you do it effortless, uh, effortlessly. Love it, boss lady. Eben is saying, um, <laughs> well, as we have come to a close of uh, Africa on Focus, then Ta, I would really like to thank you so much. You. I have to f- figure out how you know. I don't even know if it's possible to send Dutch flowers to the Netherlands, <laughs> but we'll work on that. <laughs> but thanks so much for taking that the time out to talk to us and of course we'll be keeping an eye on on you sharing the movement also you know among uh the diaspora here here we have a few noted people that are really making changes as in terms of uh how the diaspora could be a part the young diaspora quote unquote um so i i really love how your story just empowers us and inspires us keep doing more loads of more on serious levels that you are uh, <laughs> working on and um again thank you on your on this mother's day for giving us your time um and and still still yeah just giving us time because you could be saying no talk to my assistant you know and, and for you to come on like this it's it's super cool and yeah. uh, the only way to give back we must share our knowledge we must share our testimonies yeah um, and um it doesn't matter which platform it is it doesn't have to be um, CNN, BBC, we should be encouraging our own, um, our own platforms. And, um, and I always say that, you know, if, if I can't support Nanaba to, to have me as a guest, why should I, you know, support the BBC who's already made it or CNN, um, actually we'll get more, we'll be more impactful when we start supporting our own platforms, um, and sharing our own platforms to our people. Um, and it starts with us. I always, it, it really does start with us. It's what we do that can change the narrative. Um, You know, we must start respecting our own platform, start building our own media platforms. Like, you know, when when I remember when, um, oh, some news broke out, something happened and I shared um, the link and the person was like, oh, um, but it's not on BBC or CNN. I'm like, but it's on on this platform. And it was, you know, it was an African kind of um, platform and they didn't believe it until... um, the BBC or the CNN had put it out. But on the flip side, it's, it's, it's also our fault is because sometimes we don't bring up the indigenous stories. Um, we copy and paste, some of the media just copies and paste. And so yeah. you know, um, it's really important that we start doing the right thing uh, as media platforms. And um, um, yeah, Charlie, I've got a lot to say, but you know, it's mother's <laughs> let me just, <laughs> we, we totally get you totally get you and our uh, favorite listener nanakwasi wanted to say uh, god bless you sister denta you are an inspiration to this uh generation i uh co-signed oh, that. Your birthday. don't use it your birthday somebody says happy birthday oh it's not it, it's not okay no. Okay. Oh. What is, but um, I don't I don't celebrate birthdays. But oh, it is. Is it? Yeah. It sort oh. of is. Who is that? Who is, who is Dry Snitching on live television hey, right now? Do you happy birthday? Do you? Thank you. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my God. Oh, wow, oh, you wow, got, wow. You got a whole acapella from Ben Tom Warren. You're just trying to see, hide no, it. That's the game. Oh, yeah, I was trying to hide it. I, and I almost got, oh, look at this. Like in the last few minutes, someone had to. But anyway, I guess that's, I guess that's, you know, God's way of, uh, you know, still uh, no, keeping I think, an eye out for me. You know, my husband is somebody who doesn't like celebrating his birthday, but I feel mm. like we need to celebrate. Like it's another year of favor and glory. Like you don't understand. Mm. Like, even if you're not, you know, you don't have to do a big party or do whatever, but mm. be like thankful because <laughs> somebody did not wake up on their birthday. Yeah. Literally. Mm. Um, and you have the grace and mercy and favor to be alive in 2020. Preach. Hey, Donnie, Amen. it's a big celebration. No. <laughs> it is a big celebration, but I like, to, I'm a private person, but anyway. Oh, Donnie. Anyway, thank oh. you. Thank you so much. Thank You're you so welcome. much. You're very welcome. Thank, thanks for reminding us, Denta. That was, that was beautiful. I'm going to like uh, cut this bit that you sang for him and send it to him. So that this. <laughs> Because uh, appreciate his birthday. Come on, I'm, I'm going to make uh, a lot of people jealous with that clip. I'm going to send it to Jamie Fox. <laughs> <laughs> like she didn't sing for you, but she sang for me. Love it, love it. Thanks so much, Denta, for your time and singing for Donnie. Yeah. God bless you so much. Thank you. And uh, have a good furtherance of your Mother's Day celebration. And uh, hopefully you think of us, we think of young people. And if, if anything, let us know so that we, you know, uh, create ambassadors here you know, on this. On this Thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on high radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Allah. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle. <laughs>